Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money. All right, Daniel. Yeah? We got a good one today. Do we? Yes. Really? Yeah, from Oklahoma City. I have fond memory of Oklahoma City. When I was a child, yep, my sister was a show horse person. We would travel to Oklahoma City for her to be in some national show horse competition. And I did a little research for this question. Uh, I used to go to a restaurant there called Molly Murphy's. Maybe Tress, our question person, knows what I'm talking about. But apparently, so this was a really cool restaurant that was like a play on characters. They had like Mickey the Rat. I remember he would open the door with a plunger and uh, send you to your table. And they had all these other characters. It was kind of like a, um, you know, like a Dick's Last Resort sort of thing. But it was more along the lines of of like play on uh, you know normal kid characters, and they didn't really freak me out. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. But apparently, I was looking at that, and they got shut down. There were some problems apparently. So, anyways, all right, enough about that nonsense. That that's my memory of Oklahoma City. We got a question from Tress. Hit us. DIY. Hey guys, this is Tress Way from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I wanted to ask you guys if you are debt free. What percentage of your income should be focused upon building wealth, not counting your 401k? So once your retirement is taken care of, what percentage of your income should be focused on building wealth? And what are maybe the three or four best avenues that you guys would recommend, whether it be different investment funds or real estate or, or whatever that may be? It's a money question. Wait, I mean, it's a good question. It's about I would money. I hope they're all money questions it's on the show. It's a good question about money. Uh, and I like that name, Tress. Tress. It's just a good name. Sounds cowboy. Tress, are you a cowboy? Probably an accountant. <laughs> Accountants are cool too. Yeah, no disrespect to accountant. But he does a, a Tress from Oklahoma. Sound like he was in a truck. And he's going out to the, you know, the, the, the whatever. Check on the horses. I'm sorry, I love it. Cowboy. He's driving a Tesla to his spreadsheets. No, tra- I, not in my mind. Nice. Cowboy boots, hat. I'm sorry if we offended you. Truck. Tess. No, I just love it. That's what I got. That's who I'm answering. And he's and he's just been he's been working and he's just been killing it. Now he's has no debt and now he's like, boom, cowboy millionaire coming at you. Love it. How do you answer Tress, Daniel? Yeah, so Tress, I'm gonna say here that uh, a lot of the answer depends on you and your personal goals. What is it that you want to get out of your wealth? What is it that you want to get out of your life? And the amount that you save and the amount that you put towards that should line up with that. So uh, what I mean by that is during the debt payoff process, you may have really aggressively limited your uh, lifestyle. So you may have cut some very significant things that in your mind you wanted to add back, uh, you know, when you got yourself in a place of of debt freedom. Now, you know, you don't want to take everything that you were paying off or using to pay off your debt and turn that into uh, stuff that you just use for uh, pleasure. Some of it, yes, but not probably all of it, because as you alluded to, you want to add some of that towards building wealth. However, if you really restricted and severely cut, and you know we're 
living off of uh, very inexpensive groceries instead of the fancy organics that you might want. Or if, if you rarely uh, went out to eat with friends or uh, with a significant other or spouse, and, and now you might want to add some of those enjoyment aspects back to life. If you cut your gym membership, but now you want to totally get jacked and you want to join the best local gym, some of these things can be added back to your budget. And that's going to reduce the amount that you have available to build wealth. However, with that being said, once you've kind of paid down debt and, and debt is no longer uh, a factor in your life, that is your prime opportunity to start getting aggressive in debt. And it's a prime opportunity to live the way that you have been used to living. So if if the way that you're living uh, while paying off debt is comfortable to you, if, if you've kind of resolved that that's kind of your norm and you can live with that, then continue that momentum into wealth building. Don't change the things that got you where you are that that was successful in in getting you to this point now sock away basically all of those debt payments into wealth building and that's going to grow very very exponentially we did this when we paid off uh, a car loan years years ago uh, we then shifted that car loan payment into a car savings payment which then built up a car savings account which then allowed us to have wealth to transfer to an asset that being a car uh, when we then needed to replace the next car. And so when you when you basically just make that mentality shift and, and go from making payments to saving payments, you are just going to see your wealth continue to explode in a fantastic way, that, positively. <laughs> You're going to see it grow exponentially. Now, as far as the best investment vehicle, we can't give personal specific investment recommendations via a show like this because we don't know you. We don't know your risk tolerance. We don't know your whole financial picture. However... You should line up investment vehicles uh, in a way that meets your goal. So if your goal is just building wealth very, very long term and you can withstand the ups and downs, then aggressive things like uh, public equity, stocks, investments, uh, common stocks, et cetera, uh, are good for that type of uh, person, that general type of person who has a long time horizon and can withstand ups and downs. If you're not too concerned about liquidity, real estate can be a good option, too. Uh, if you need more liquidity and you are very risk averse, then you're looking at things like uh, fixed income and bonds and things of that nature. So you have to match your wealth building goals with the vehicle that you're going to use for that. What I will say is make sure you understand what you're investing in. It's nobody else's uh, it's nobody else's job to educate you and make you understand what it is that you're investing in besides yourself. It is now your money. Uh, you are putting that into something. You are buying an asset. You are buying an investment. Understand how it works. Understand what it's doing for you. Understand how it meets your goals. All right. Uh, the, the short answer, uh, Tress, is... In contrast to mine. <clears throat> no, no. I'm going to go long but the, because I love this, and there's just so much to unpack here. And, and I, I mean... It so happens you, you trust myself, we're, we're kind of in a similar boat in that we're in that wealth development stage, uh, gone through uh, the, the process. And, and however it happened, look, whether you, um, you know, whether you got an inheritance, whether you squirreled it away, whether you um, started a business and that business was successful, however you got to the position that you're at where you're out of debt, you have the good fortune of now building wealth. And so um, that's a similar area that that Daniel, myself, you, Tress, and many probably of our listeners, not many Americans are in that camp. So so I have a, a simple answer, but I'm going to then unpack it. The simple answer is what percentage or how much, et cetera. It's as much as 
possible, as much as possible. So, so without hindering your lifestyle, that which you've sort of desired to live, doing the things that you want to do, uh, you know, watching the Netflix, whatever, driving around in your Tesla or whatever you're driving, whatever. And then everything else goes to investing and building wealth. So there is no, you know, systematic formula. I'll tell you what I do. Um, I have a goal. Goal! My goal is based on a future income stream. All right. So, for example, if I want my investments to generate, and I'm just going to use just general round numbers, okay? If I wanted my investments to generate $50,000 a year in, let's say, dividends and interest, I'm going to say, okay, I want passive income of $50,000. Now, you can use 100, you can use 200, 500, I don't care what it is, but I'm just going to use this $50,000. So if I said to myself, okay, I want to generate $50,000 in income from my investments. Now, you keep using those terms broadly because I, I could be talking about stocks, I could be talking about real estate, et cetera, but I'm just going to say, okay, 50000 Now, I'm going to use a general rule of thumb of 3%. Now, you might go, and that sounds really low. And even in our business, we talk to people about a 4 and 5% withdrawal rate from your investments, and that is a conservative and doable uh, withdrawal rate over the long term to not run out of money. Okay, to basically not run in a principal. But what I'm talking about here is just simply dividends and interest. So I want, if I buy a particular stock or rental property or whatever the case is, I want that cash flow to me to come to me every month without regard to the principal fluctuation. And in this environment, in this environment, with interest rates where they are, dividend payments where they are, that number, in my opinion, should be about 3%. So $50,000 a year divided by 0.03, for those of you that remember that that math, that is approximately $1.67 million. Okay, $1.67 million. If you wanted $100,000, take $100,000, divide it by 0.03, that's $3.3 million. So what, am I, what have I done? I've done the math to say, okay, to get the $50,000 in dividend income or interest income or rental income or whatever, I need to have approximately $1.6 or $7 million invested to generate that. Okay? So that's the math you've done. Now, whatever your number is, Tress, if it's 100000 if it's whatever, okay, whatever that number is. Now, now you have to say, real simple, when do you want that by? Do you want that by the time you're 50? Do you want that by the time you're 60? Do you want that by the time you're 40? That is your end date. So what we're doing here is we're calculating, we're creating a mathematical equation. And you're going to have your answer, and you're going to be able to know, is this doable or not? Now, I don't have a financial calculator in front of me. You can go online. You can find one. You can put these numbers in. Daniel, let's do this on the fly. Do you have a financial calculator at, at, at your exposure? For some reason, people still continue to ask stupid questions. Let me reach over here and reach. grab that financial calculator. Boom. There it is. Okay. Let's say that Tress is 30 years old. I'm just throwing that out there. 
30 years old. And he says, you know what, Quint, that sounds pretty good. I like that 50,000 mark, whatever. I mean, just spitballing here. So the uh, future value is $1.67 million. Okay, so give me, plug that in, future value. You could probably use the negative sign there. I know you know all this, sorry. <laughs> all right, let's say that Tress is starting from ground zero. He has nothing saved. Now, I'm not talking about your 401k here, Tress. I'm talking about other investment savings. So present value, zero. All right, zero. Now. Not negative zero. Not negative zero, zero. Thanks. Let's give Tress. Now, this is where you have to be, you know, a little cautious because you don't want to get old crazy. We got to give you some kind of interest rate on what you would grow your money at. So let's give him, what do you, what do you say? Tress, what, what could he do over the next 20 years? 7%, 8%? Yes, I mean 7%. Let's do 7%. Not a guarantee. Not a guarantee, but let's do, let's do 7%. All right, so 7% is our interest, and the periods is 20. So we want to say 20 periods from 20, I'm sorry, 30 to 50, right? You with me, Tress? You can go back and remind this again. And that's not, maybe you, maybe you totally on board. You got it, et cetera. What we're solving for here is the payment. So Daniel's going to hit the payment button and he's going to determine how much money per year do you need to put away starting at zero, earning 7% for 20 years to get $1.7 million. And that number is just a hair under 41,000. Divided by 12, 3400 So $3,400 a month putting into an investment in order to, in 20 years, have $1.7 million, which generates $50,000 in income. All right? So my point is, it's math. Okay? It's math. Now, here's the other thing I will say to you. I would... Over my 20-some years of, of professional investing, both for clients and personal, I will say this to you. Let the opportunities come to you. I cannot stress this enough. Every time that I have gone out, and I'm specifically talking about real estate, and I'm only talking about my perspective, my experience. Every time that I have gone out, seeking some kind of real estate opportunity or some kind of unique opportunity, whether it's, you know, uh, investing in a, a, a side business, real estate, et cetera. I've, you know, you wake up, and it's my, my biggest potential hindrance to myself is my own self, right? It's, it's basically everybody's potential hindrance is it's getting up in the morning and say, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a piece of property. It's going to generate this. Okay. Et cetera. I've most, almost every single time that happens, it's a terrible deal. It's a terrible, terrible deal. So I will say this to you. You can accomplish the income that you're seeking, your cash flow desires in retirement or in the future through dividends, interest, or rental income. But the deal has to come to you, and it has to be a wise purchase. So as you continue to build up your investment pool, that also can be used for a real estate purchase if you were so inclined to do so. But let the opportunity come to you. Don't go out there and be chasing it and be looking around every corner for it. When it's there, it will be there. And more often than not, those deals come when nobody wants them because nobody has money. So you're in a luxurious position to be putting money away, saving, investing, 
Again, set some goal, set some objective, work backwards, figure out what that amount of money is. All that is math. That's fine. But the final component I will say is let the deal come to you. And when it does, jump on it. All right. Tress, I hope we've been of help. I think that was a great question. Roundabout answer, but hopefully it is helpful. You know, check back in with us. I'd love to hear uh, how you're doing maybe in uh, the next year or so, what you built up, maybe just, you know, whatever. Let us know. I'd love it. All right. You've been listening to uh, a DIY Money. It's real simple. If you want to be a participant in the show, you can hit us with a voice memo on your smartphone. Uh, just hit up the, the voice memo icon on your uh, iPhone, or you'll have to download something for Android. Send us a question to podcast at DIYmoney.org, podcast at DIYmoney.org. And if we read or if the, the uh, question airs on the show, we'll send you a $25 gift card. It's real simple. Uh, we love the participation. Well, it's the basis for our whole show. So there you go. Uh, and we love those questions. So keep them coming. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, DIY.money or Twitter at DIYmoneyQ. Uh, that's DIY money, DIY dot money on Instagram at DIY money Q on Twitter. And remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.